get ready, it's time for the podcast. Welcome back to the Candy Code Studio. I'm artist Katrina Berg. This is episode 173. We're doing a Christmas edition, and this one is all about Christmas books. But before I dive into a handful of our favorites, I'm gonna start with our little red pill for the week. And I came across this idea recently. Um, they call it the blue ocean. Have you ever heard of the blue ocean? Um, I'm not an expert, but from what I gathered, they were talking about how the blue ocean is basically, instead of trying to compete in the same market uh, as everybody else, like for example, I'm an artist, so instead of competing with other artists in that market, the idea is to create a new market. So for example, instead of competing with other artists painting in oils or um, doing 3D, I could try to do something like an NFT or, you know, like some other medium that nobody nobody creates in, create a new market, right? So an example of a blue ocean is the internet. And basically this idea, somebody suggested, what is, what's the new blue ocean? Well, our bodies. Our bodies are the new blue ocean. And I really think that I need to be attributing this to Mike Adams. He's the health ranger. I'm pretty sure that it was Mike Adams that I first heard talk about this. I'm sure lots of people have talked about this. So I've been kind of thinking about that. So he said, what's the new blue ocean? Our bodies, right? So what are, what are some markets that we can create that our bodies need. It could be like a special exercise um, tool or equipment. It could be a magical healing tool. It could be a brand new makeup that's not out there that nobody uses with special ingredients that, I don't know, makes your skin glow a different color. I don't know. <laughs> Contacts that, um, again, there's all, all kinds of possibilities. So I, after I heard about this, I kind of started like just having my eyes and ears kind of open to what possible markets could be created within, you know, with this idea of our bodies being this new blue ocean. And I started um, just paying attention to commercials while I was listening. So I love to listen to podcasts and music, but I also like to just listen to favorite shows or TV shows or uh, movies, movies that I've seen over and over again, like Sleepless in Seattle or a Harry Potter series. Like it's something that I pretty much know, I have visually know exactly what's going on. And so I just love to listen to it while I'm painting. Anyways, I noticed that I kept seeing the same commercials with the same topic. So I don't know about you, but there's a lot of like depression drug commercials out there that I see. And of course this depends on what, um, you know, what platforms you're watching on. But I, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I started to pay attention that they were advertising for AIDS drugs, right? HIV drugs. And I'm like, I remember first time I heard it like a few times, you know, you hear it a few times and you're like, oh wait, this is like a new trend. And I thought to myself, I don't know anyone who is HIV positive. I don't know anybody. Why is it that they are advertising for this, right? So I don't have any answers, but the red pill is um, consider blue oceans around you and you can kind of, you know, maybe it's just stuff that you're hearing on your favorite news source or 
Um, maybe it's a particular type of music or whatever. Like you can start to see that there's these blue oceans around us. And what does that mean? And for me, when I hear about something over and over again, that I have never seen anybody with that or experiencing that, then I'm like, okay, is somebody trying to prepare us for that? So I guess that's my question. Is somebody trying to prepare us for like a new AIDS epidemic? I don't know. But there are rumors out there that there are people starting to get AIDS and I don't know if it's COVID related. I don't know exactly what, it's too soon to tell, but um, isn't it interesting that you can kind of get an idea of what is up and coming just by watching commercials. So again, blue ocean. Can you see some blue ocean, like, mark, like new markets? What kind of things are you seeing that's out there? Okay, so that's your red pill. Um, okay, so let's get into these books. So basically, I am a huge fan of children's books. When I was in college, I started slowly collecting them. My last major that I graduated in at BYU was early childhood education. And we took a children's literature class. That was the first time that I read Harry Potter. In fact, it was right when Harry Potter first came out. And I remember my teacher said, um, there is a there's a new author, a new series that just hit the scene and it's doing amazing things. Kids that don't like reading are just obsessed with, with this book and there's more coming and it's not on our list. You know, we basically had like 20 books that we were going to review. Maybe it was more than that. I don't know. There were a lot of books that we were going to review during the semester and he says it's not on our list, but I'm asking you to go buy it because we have to see what this phenomenon is all about. And so I remember I bought the book and of course I was totally hooked and I've been hooked ever since. Like I love, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> Anyways, so I started in college just buying um, children's books from time to time when I would come across a book that I really liked that I knew that I would wanna read to my kids or my nieces or nephews or cousins. I, I'm actually the oldest cousin on my mom's side of the family and I'm the second oldest on my dad's. So I always had a lot of little people around me and. It was a lot of fun. So I basically was starting to grow this, or slow grow this uh, library of children's books while I was in college. And we would have like Sunday night, <laughs> we'd have friends come over and I would read books. And I would also, <laughs> sometimes I would act out, um, what was it called? The Farley Family Reunion. <laughs> It was always a wild time in our apartment on Sunday nights. We we did other crazy things, but Sunday was pretty tame but just quirky fun. But it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. So I would read these books and it was just it was just really great memories. So when my kids were little, I started obviously I was still collecting books, but I decided I wanted to start collecting Christmas books for them because they really are so magical, really set the scene for the season, and I love the whole gamut of Christmas books. I like the, you know, totally out there crazy ones. I like the ones that are very traditional. I like the ones that have deep meanings. Just basically all the possible genres of Christmas books. I like all of them and my kids have really enjoyed them over the years. So for Christmas for many years I would just get each of them a Christmas book and it was usually just a book that everyone would have, but it had their name on it and that was special for them that, that year. And I don't know if they really would remember who got which books. I tried to pick the ones that would be more appropriate for their age, but essentially it all went into this Christmas book library. And the last couple years, I really haven't bought any because we have 
so many now. <laughs> so, but I will say if you, if you start like that and you buy one a year or you buy one for each kid per year, you'll quickly have just a beautiful library of children's Christmas books. And it is a fun traditional, fun, fun tradition. I have a friend who unwraps well, basically, she wraps all the Christmas books, and then every night she unwraps one of them. They read it together. Well, that that doesn't really work for us because we want to read as many as we can each day or each night. And so I do think it's a really cute idea, though. So anyways, I'm going to just go through some of the kids' favorites and my favorites. And I'm going to start with Merry Christmas, Dona. And the twins said I have to say Nonya. <laughs> and I'm not totally sure. I'm pretty sure it's Italian. I guess I need to look it up. But um, it's such a fun. If you know Strega Nonya or Strega Nonya, then you know her character. She's this really sweet older lady. Um, I don't know. They call her a witch and she's like a good witch. She always does wonderful magical things for the people in the town and the village and her friends and family. So it's a really special little Christmas tale. And I, that's another thing that I love is Christmas books that ha are basically from characters that we already know. Does that make sense? So I would say one of my very favorite Christmas books that um, the kids laugh so hard whenever we read it is Olivia Helps with Christmas. And I, if you don't know the Olivia books, she's this darling pig and Ian, is that, no, who's the guy that wrote it? Let's look. Oh yeah, Ian Falconer is the author and illustrator and he he just kind of hit the jackpot with this whole series, but we love all the Olivia books, but the Christmas one is especially fun. And it just, what I love is it's really great for toddlers. It's also great for kids that are a little bit older because um, if you have little people in your life, you're like, oh yeah, this is just the reality. This is normal. Um, this is the way they think. This is the way they try to help. This is the things that they do and all the mischief that happens in between. It's really, really fun. So we we have special ways that we read all the books and it's just a blast. So I love that one. Another one that I remember from childhood that my mom had bought for us is called The Tale of Three Trees. And this is a traditional folk tale and it just says it's retold by Angela Elwell Hunt and illustrations by Tim Zonk. I guess I should tell you that the Strega Nonia book is uh, Tommy De Paula and I'm probably Tommy De Paula probably killing it. This is what happens when you learn French. Okay. So going back to the tale of three trees, it's another beautiful, beautiful story. And this one has, um, it has a lot of symbolism, but it also has some great uh, inferences to Christ and his mission and purpose. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. It's got some great illustrations. It's a little bit, um, you know, Olivia is great for all ages, but this one is particularly great um, probably when they're about five and older. Obviously, you can read it when they're really little, but they'll understand it more the older they get. And then it becomes even more special and it makes the season and um, just everything to do with Christ mean so much more. So I love that one. Another favorite that we absolutely love, this is such an all-time favorite. I don't remember how we came across this one, but it's called Russell's Christmas Magic by Rob Scotton. And there, again, this is a character that shows up in other books as well. Um, but we love, we love this book. So Russell is a sheep and the, the illustrations in this book are just incredible. They're so 
imaginative. I just love everything, everything about it. Very whimsy, very fun. Basically, it's it's about how Russell helps Santa save Christmas, and it's just a really, really fun book. And I love anything to do with sheep. Sheep are always great to include at Christmas time, so that's a really cute book. Okay, now this next one is a book that my grandma, my G, or my Grammy, I called her Grammy growing up. The kids call her G. Used to be GG for great Grammy, but now she's, you know, she's shortened it. So she's a G. Anyways, she uh, worked in the library probably, gosh, maybe when I started college. Maybe, maybe longer than that. I can't remember. But she's always been, she's, she's passed on her love of books to my mom and my aunt and my aunt's family and then my mom's family were all really into books because of my, my G or my Grammy. Anyways, she gave this book to, I think the kids when, uh, they, when my oldest two were really little. Let me see if she wrote in the book. She usually writes in it. Maybe not. Yeah, she may have written on the leaf, you know, the leaf part. What do you call that? The cover, and we don't have it on here anymore, but I'm pretty sure she wrote on that. Anyways, I'm pretty sure she gave this when Anna Clara and Karsten were really little. But it's called Melrose and Croc, A Christmas to Remember by Emma Chida, Chai, oh gosh, Chichester Clark. Chichester, anyways, I'm sorry, probably butchering that. Okay, so it's a beautiful, beautiful story. What we love about it, it's all about friendship. It's all about the real feelings that come during this season. And I think it's interesting. What I love is that Christmas is such a special time, but it's also a hard time for so many of us. And most of us have experienced this at some point in our life. But a lot of times Christmas, um, either we're lonely or we're just sad because we're missing all the people that we love that aren't with us anymore. Um, it reminds us of hard times. It reminds us of happy times. But there's just you have the whole spectrum of emotions during the Christmas holiday. And what I like about this book is they clearly acknowledge it and they don't shy away from it. And yet they kind of find a happy um, solution or just, you know, a new memory to start and share because of it. And in the book, um, there's a cute little dog and a crocodile, Melrose and Croc are their names, and they are in New York City. And so that's really fun too because I've never been to New York City. None of our kids have been, uh, just Carl. And I'm pretty sure Carl just went the one time to pick up his brother, Paul, and I'm pretty sure it was like in the summertime, if I remember correctly. So none of us have ever been there during the holidays, but my favorite holiday movies all portray a lot of the scenes and things that you see in this book. And so that's really fun because you get a little taste of what it's like to be in New York City in, you know, at Christmas time and it's really special. So again, a beautiful beautiful just a really sweet um tale of friendship and love and like I said, just recognizing all the emotions that come at Christmas time. Okay, the next one is pretty new. We only got this maybe a few years ago, but it's called The Legend of the Candy Cane. And it's by Lori Wahlberg and illustrated by Richard Cowdery. And 
just so you know, I will be posting links to all of these books in my show notes, which you can find at katrinaberg.com and then just click on the podcast tab and scroll down to episode 173 and you'll find links to all of these books and hopefully I'll find a picture that you can look at as well. So again, this is an inspirational story of the Christmas candy which we now call the candy cane and it's absolutely darling it's a little girl there's some animals um just a lot of a lot of just really fun things that happen and in a small little prairie town um again it's a beautiful magical story um all about giving and thinking about others during the holiday season and just how that um this traditional tradition now kind of has seeped or uh perpetuates to this day so it's a cute story okay so there's that one another fun one I love I'm really big into I love fantasy stuff and so this next book definitely fits that criteria so it's called Holly Claus the Christmas Princess it's by Brittany Ryan and illustrated by Laurel Long with Jeffrey K Bedrick and the illustrations in this story are exquisite they're super magical detailed incredible illustrations and then this it took us a while the first time we read through it there's a lot of words and so again this is really great for your older kids um and when i say that i'd say like probably eight and up would really really enjoy this book and again it's super magical so many great symbols and just lessons to enjoy um, during the Christmas season and if there's one word that describes this book, it's definitely magic like I feel like it's very magical it makes the whole thing extremely magical some great characters Anyways, gorgeous gorgeous book. Okay, this is another fun one This one is great for all ages But again, this is really good for little people and another favorite character that we've read a bunch of his other books but it's called It's Christmas David by David Shannon. And if you have not read any of the David books, oh, they are so much fun. We just love them. Again, it's right up there with the pig Olivia just realizing this is the world of little people. And this is, these are the things that happen. In fact, on the cover of the book, you've got David trying to reach a candy cane and the tree is about ready to completely tip over. And that, I don't know about you, but that was us for so many years. We purposely, we just planned on the tree tipping over. We had the tree tip over on the twins a couple times because I remember one of the twins pulled it on top of both of them. <laughs> so we've always had a fairly small tree with very soft ornaments, but again, really, really fun. So it's such a cute book and the illustrations are very, very childlike, uh, just perfect perfect for everything that this story is about. And again, it does have some really acute little story and just realities of Christmas. It's darling. Okay. Next one is called The Christmas Sweater. And this one's actually by Glenn Beck, who you've probably heard about. And then it's illustrated by Brandon Dorman. And again, it is another really wonderful, warm, you know, just story with great symbols, but also just you know, makes you feel good thinking about the the good things that we can, good memories that we can share with each other during the holidays. And also just, you know, just to, re, it also simplifies Christmas in a really beautiful way. It's a great, great story. This one was actually, it says number one, New York Times bestselling author. Yeah, well, that's Glenn Book. I don't know about the this book, if it was a New York 
Times bestseller, but it's a great story. So there's that one. Um, I really like that one. And then this one, this next one is another all-time favorite. This is like definitely within our probably top five. And another character that we love, Angelina. So it's called Angelina's Christmas. And it's the Ange it's from the Angelina Ballerina series. And it, this is such a fun book because uh, we just have our one daughter who is actually a ballerina. She's 15 and then she has four brothers. And I will tell you that we all love this book. All of her brothers, they may not want to admit it, but they all love this book. So uh, the story is by Katherine Hollabird, and then the illustrations are, are by Helen Craig. And of course, the illustrations are totally magical. I love everything that this little duo of Katherine and Helen, everything they do is amazing. One thing that I love about this book is the, you know, the cover is basically a little peek into their little village and that's really charming and fun and then you open it up and there's all these cute little fairy you know almost like you're looking at the nutcracker and they're doing the waltz of the flowers so it's really really special but again there are parts um that talk about her dancing and of course you know the nutcracker but the story is really about family and friendship and reaching out to others during this special time of year. And that's always special because again, like we talked about, it's not always the best of times for everybody. There's just so many emotions during the holidays and they totally address this and make it a special time for um, a member of their little community. And then of course, make new memories. So it's, it's really special, new memories and traditions. So that's a good one. All right, the next one is actually, many of you probably heard of the Berlin Candy Bomber during World War II that would bring candy to the kids in Germany. And um, yeah, it's such, it's such a special story. And I got this book because it is a, basically I wanted to be able to explain the story to the kids on their level. And it's, it's great. It does include a DVD with the Tabernacle Choir. Anyways, it's called Christmas from Heaven, the true story of the Berlin candy bomber as read by Tom Brokaw, illustrated by Robert T. Barrett. And yes, it is a special book. It's really great, especially, you know, just telling kids that not everybody's Christmas is very, not everyone has an amazing magical Christmas, um, but there are so many of us that struggle this time of year and especially during wartime or after wartime. And um, again, it's just a great, a great thing for kids to understand history and just anyways, it's a good one. So I love that one. Okay, one of my very favorite books growing up, my mom would try to read it to us every year, was the best Christmas pageant ever. And I remember driving to Utah and my mom would read it while we were in the car. And that was such fun memories. And um, I did buy the original. I remember we did read it one year, but I thought it would also be fun to get more like a kid's version. And so we have the best Christmas pageant ever by Barbara Robinson and illustrated by Laurel Laura Cornell. And it is you know, it's a very mini version, a small version, and it's fantastic. The illustrations are so good. Obviously, the story is amazing. If you're not familiar with the story, oh my gosh, it's just, again, it's all based around the Christmas pageant, the nativity, and um, this cute little family of kids 
uh, the Herdmans who come in and basically take over the pageant and they are, they are able to basically portray the nativity in a way more authentic way than this cute little town has ever seen before and everyone kind of bonds over it and it just becomes this amazing experience for the whole town and they all decide that it really was the best Christmas pageant ever. So it's a great book. So that's a good one. And then I'm actually going to end with a series. So we came across, I don't know when we came across these books, but um, the original is called A Snowman Named Just Bob and it's written by Mark Kimball Moulton and illustrated by Karen Hillard Good. And let me tell you, I love Karen's illustrations. You know, a lot of times for me, <laughs> obviously, the illustrations really catch my eye. Maybe it's the type, the the lettering that they did, or, you know, there's so many things. But this, this, this is just such a fun series. So that's the first one is A Snowman Named Just Bob. And then the second book that they did together was called A Snow Girl Named Just Sue. So you can kind of get an idea that they're going to be friends. And then there's the snow, oh, excuse me, the annual snowman's ball. And that is the third book in the season. And then we have another book by them. I think it's a totally different, different characters, but I really like it. Anyways, we love these books so much. And again, they're really fun because there's a lot of symbols and meaning and it just brings a lot of magic. And then they, of course, have these cute little friends that come and go, and it kind of just reminds you that there are people in our lives that come and go, whether it's in life and seasons. You know, we get to be close to them during certain seasons of our lives, and sometimes they go away. But even if they do go away, you know, just you remember the love that you shared with them. And anyways, it's just a lot of fun. The annual snowman's ball is an absolute blast. It's really, really cute. So again, great series, wonderful, wonderful illustrations. But yeah, we love all of those books. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I still have more, but that's all I'm gonna share with you today. We'll save some for next year. We'll save some. And um, yeah, I would love to hear what your favorite Christmas books are that would be really fun if you want to send some in maybe i could share some of them or gather some of them and share them next year but yeah it's a lot of fun and i you know they're so cute the twins will get ready in the morning they'll get ready a little bit faster so we can read before they leave for school and it's always fun to get together at night and and read one of these stories um in bed we actually just read the snowman named just bob the other night and that was a lot of fun so Again, lots of fun this season. So many things to just like make all these fun little sweet memories. <laughs> That's my alarm to go get the twins. But um, yeah, I these are just things that we love to do. It's very easy. It's stuff that we actually have a shelf. We put it up high during the regular part of the year. But then uh, during Christmas time, like last year, we had all the books under the tree. Uh, the year before, we just had them on in our bookshelf that's in the kitchen. So it's real easy to just kind of make it part of our, you know, our season. And of course, inevitably, like the music, we end up reading them far past the season, which is always so fun. So lots of love to you. I just sending lots of love and hope that you have 
time to just make some really special new memories with those that you love and then you can kind of recount special memories especially with your little ones with your favorite people who've passed on and uh, relive some of those sweet moments thinking about the birth of our savior and again so much love from the candy colored studio